Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 102, Buffers and Wolves. Enjoy the show. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie, Rosie and, and Jessica's, Jessica's Day, Day of Fun. Fun. Hiya. Hiya. Welcome back to our yeah, disparately pod- recorded pod- show. Podcasts. It's a thing. It is a thing. I think they're going to be the, the next big thing. Have you heard of a thing called cereal? It's like this thing. Oh, about, oh my god! Yeah, like that's a new thing called podcasting. Boy, hi, hi, Jessica. It's, hi, Rosie. Um, Saturday lunch lunchtime. Oh, I could be eating lunch instead of doing this. I'm livid. Lunch time is over. Lunch time is over. It's not lunchtime. It's only quarter past twelve. Don't be ridiculous. It's twenty-four minutes past twelve. Still not lunchtime. Sometimes I sit and look at the clock from like 11.55 because I don't think I can possibly bring myself to eat lunch before <laughs> midday. And I'm like, midday, nighttime, yes. This this is the most exciting part of the day for us. Oh, yes, it's, we've just been talking about what we do in the shadows. So maybe that will cast a, a vampiric pal over the entire It will hall. cast a shadow uh, over the oh, oh, proceedings. Over the whole show. But I didn't wake up till 9.50 when I woke with a start. <laughs> And then sitting in bed looking at my phone for half an hour until the housemate of the show, Lucy, said, let's go and watch cartoons. Well done, Lucy. So, hi, we are going to be doing a little bit of a catch-up since we last recorded. Um, We had, our last episode was all about our holiday, which you'll be able to hear now. And now we're going to catch up kind of on autumn before we go on our next holiday. It's been a real (laughs) roller coaster. But I've really got to fit them in. Then we've got like a two-week, three-week gap, which we'll record in about the next holiday before we go on our next, next holiday. Which is admittedly only two days long. But we'll do another one. We'll do another one. It'll be fine. We're just, we, 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 we never go on holiday. So we've got, we've got confused um, and we've gone on holiday a lot. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to catch up on what we've done in October, which involved me having to remember October. Um, was all of it worth going back over? No. And when I say remembering it, I mean scrolling backwards through my Twitter and reliving the pain in reverse. That's, that's what I was doing just now when you said, have you turned your camera off? And I said, no, I'm in a different app. I was on Twitter trying to work out what on earth I'd done with October. Yeah. We've not a lot. Not a lot. I've done... Oh, I'm going to sneeze, but in the next five to eight minutes. This is going to annoy me. It's going to annoy the listeners more. So, October. Come with me. No. Um, it was my birthday. Happy birthday. Thanks. I came to your birthday party. You did. I'm wearing my birthday slippers, what you got me, right now, right here, right now. We did karaoke in the living room. It was fun. It was. Um, I had a birthday tea party, which ended up a bit more of a rager. Basically, there was a confusion about what time it was starting because I had made the event in Greece. So it was like displaying Greece time (laughs) and not everyone knew. And then I got a bit panicked. So we got ready too early and then we didn't have and then. Basically, I filled the time before people actually arrived by watching Taskmaster and drinking bourbon. Um, so everyone arrived and they were like, hi, happy birthday. Welcome to the tea party. And I was like, hi, hello, <laughs> welcome. I will be in the corner. But it was really fun. And then we did loads of Sing Star and sang and we sang songs. We did. It was good. I liked it. And um, Lucy made me a, oh, made a pumpkin spice latte birthday cake. And it, was it looked so good. amazing. 
Oh yeah. But I mean, I ate it and it was, it tasted amazing yeah. also. Good. Because okay, we sailed through podcasting wise pumpkin spice latte season. So I would just like to discuss the greatest time of the year. Um, well, it is, but then I remember the red cups are coming and like pumpkin spice latte season. Holidays are coming. Holidays are coming. But um, I'm going to have to get a new phone case because I got a new phone. And then I bought myself a tie-in pumpkin spice latte official Starbucks phone case. Listeners can't see this, but I'm shaking my head. You'll have to get a Frappuccino one for the rest of the year. Well, I was thinking I'd get a red cup one for Christmas. And then I'd get like a right. phase in, just have yep. all, all round basic bitch phone cases. Just me. And it was my birthday and I turned 28 and I bought myself a cuddly toy with my birthday present money. <laughs> We went for coffee slash lunch with our dad, and then we went to the Disney store. Yes. It was fun. And I bought a big cuddly Stitch. As if you couldn't Yes, guess. you did. His name is Stitch. Well, that's not a real name. In Iceland. Um, um, so it was my birthday, and I turned 28, and I had a great time. And I wore my sparkly frog. Yes. Okay, tick. Cross that off. Done. <laughs> tick. Right, that's right next uh, next in the agenda. Well, well, you know what? We've got like six weeks to catch up on. Just punching. This is true. This is true. Punching them. Punching them. Um, I went to another birthday party. It was not for me. Not uh, it was a surprise birthday party for my dear friend Rachel. Um, based around uh, the theme was one of her favorite things. It was an America's Next Top Model party. That is that is classic. Did you all just smize aggressively at yeah. her instead of shouting surprise? And round the... Did you shout surmise? Well... Did you all leap out from the furniture and shout surmise? Unfortunately, I did not arrive in time for the surprise, which right. I'd like to stress was not... I left plenty of time and I just had to get a bus from Finsbury Park Station and they're meant to come every 10 minutes. It came oh, was it. It was a TFL 40 situation. minutes late. And then... I was sort of texting with the people who had Rachel out to lunch and um, I saw them arrive at their house and I had to hide behind a car. <laughs> um, so so I missed the surprise bit and I was really annoyed because I missed... Uh, you, you missed the surprise. I missed the surprise and it made it look like, oh, I wasn't here on time. And I was, I was so, like... I had such a big buffer built in and then yeah. it, TFL ate my buffer. Yeah, especially, like especially as you were you were there close enough to actually see her arriving. Yeah, it wasn't so like for the, for I said, "Oh, I'm not going to be there. I'll arrive. I'll come later." So I was quite annoyed. Yeah, that's allowed. Uh, but it was amazing, and we watched some of her favorite episodes of America's Next Top Model. I uh, did. It was it the one where Tara shouts, "We're rooting for you. We're all rooting for you." Actually, no. We watched. We I like... can't even remember what the situation for that was anymore, and I have seen the episode. It was Tiffany not seeming bothered about being sent home. She that gets right, sent home, yes. and she's like, she, and Tara she's thinks she like, should okay, react. Yeah, whatever. More. Yeah, it's very weird because she's getting sent home anyway. Um, and then uh, we we watched some makeovers and some go-sees, including a go-see episode in Australia where you could see uh, my friend Bridie's high school from the building it was set in oh, and cool. there's a bit where somebody is late to not a surprise party but to return back to the go see <laughs> and she's incredible like she keeps blaming her taxi driver and somebody else is a few seconds like she's about a minute late so she gets disqualified from that bit of the competition and obviously she's disappointed because she was only a minute late but then this other girl is like 10 minutes late and completely loses it so the 
the the one that didn't have the meltdown is just like, okay, well, at least I'm not this girl. And this girl's having this huge meltdown and she says, you know, some people have war in their countries and it's amazing. <laughs> um, and this person was also a literal mail-order bride. Ooh. Yeah. It, yeah. And I brought donuts. Good for you. Thank you. Tick. Tick. Have you done anything? No. <laughs> um, I I went to work. I I I, I did some sewing. Uh, yeah. Cool. So I went to brownies. I could go back to brownies because I wasn't working in the last couple of Mondays. Um, so we decorated poppies for them to use at uh, Remembrance Sunday Church Parade, which is tomorrow. And we did campfire um cooking, yeah. but, like making making chocolate campfires. Yes. Built in a digestive with like different kind of biscuits and chocolate things to make all the different parts of a fire and then we did campfire singing which is really sort of shouting yeah. chocolate campfires yeah i like doing those so i went to another party <laughs> um, carry on it was uh the anniversary of the airing of the treat yourself 2017 episode of parks and recreation so my dear friend tara threw a treat yourself party did you all get um, bedazzled elbows? We didn't get bedazzled elbows, but I brought Buck's Fizz, which is basically what mimosas are. And yeah. we watched, like, Parks and Recreation was running in the background. And we had a nice time. I just love Parks and Rec so much. Yeah, me too. I watched an episode over lunch the other day, and it really just warmed the cockles of my heart. I have just started watching Wonderfalls, which was a 2004 Brian Fuller series, um, with Lee Pace as the main character's um, older brother. And in the original pilot, he's played by Adam Scott. What? Wow! But he he due to so he the pilot, and then when it when it was picked up, he had he had committed to something else. So he he was he was replaced through no fault of his own. Um, but so he couldn't he couldn't commit to doing the whole thing. But then that kind of worked out because Wonderfalls got cancelled, and it's not like Adam Scott isn't working. So no, and it meant that uh, Brian Fuller had then worked with Lee Pace. So I'm presuming that's how then that set the ball rolling for him to be the pie maker. Yeah. So, thank you, Adam Scott, for for already having a different job. Is what I'm saying. We went to lunch at your house. Yes, you did. That was fun. I made a pie. That was fun, and it was good pie. Good pie. It was a pumpkin meringue pie. We watched Moana. I love Moana. Yo, did you like it? I loved it. Well, um, you're welcome. I don't know if I've mentioned, but uh, my household is basically now a miniature cultivated to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> um, this week, I woke up one day and I had got a text from my housemate, Lucy, saying, uh, well, thank you for subscribing to Dwayne of the Day, your uh, daily service of reassuring photos of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, here is your first photo. If you would like to receive more photos, please text the word Dwayne with two exclamation <laughs> marks. And then if I text her that back, I get, thank you, we are, now de- we are now processing your order. And then I get another photo and it says, please remember that the rock is proud of you and that he wants you to hydrate. And then if through the day, if I text Dwayne, I get, thank you, we are processing your order and another picture of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That is amazing. That is such strong work. And it was so good because I woke up and I was like, what is going on? This is so professional. It looks like maybe she has actually subscribed me to this service and I'm going to find loads of bills or like recurring expenses on my phone bill. It'll be <laughs> worth it. Um, and we are getting a transatlantic flight, you and I, this week. I don't know if you know. Um, and yes. I looked at what films oh, were available yeah. and uh, Baywatch is one of them. But I've been informed I'm not allowed to watch Baywatch without Lucy. Um, because it obviously stars Dwayne. 
which has uh, culminated in us spending ten pounds on the DVD of Baywatch so we can watch it on Sunday night. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! Oh, and she's bought Fast and Furious eight, so when... oh, so you're set. We're all so set. your viewing is yeah. I don't know if I've mentioned, in. but Jason Statham fights with a baby, not with a baby, holding a baby. Such a great film, Dwayne. Giselle. Speaking of men with oversized muscles, I also saw Thor Ragnarok. How was that? It's I, I have not seen so it yet. It's so good. It's so good. And of course, it's directed by Taika Waititi. Oh, well, I was of. just about to say, and, and speaking of um, of Thor Ragnarok, what, do we, what, what we do in the shadows? Basically, they've entirely changed the characters of Thor and Loki. Well, it's, no, Loki's pretty much the same. They've entirely changed the character of Thor um, to basically be the midway point between early film Thor and Kevin in Ghostbusters. <laughs> I'm not mad. Not and mad I'm not at mad at all. Um, it's astonishingly good. Yeah, it's really fun, and it's just really good film making. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I loved it so much. I shall go check it out. Yeah, alas, do it's not. question. Do I need to have seen the previous one? If anything, they'll only hurt you. All you need <laughs> to know is that at the end of the second Thor film. Uh, Loki has Odin has disappeared and Loki is on the throne but shapeshifted so he looks like Anthony Hopkins right I see I see and if you didn't know that you'd probably work it out mischief is afoot oh yeah he's the god of mischief well yeah yeah eventually the gods got like really fed up of him tied into a tree and so his lips shut or something so it was like fine yeah, but that family has really diminishing returns on what gods you get because they've got the goddess of death, the god of thunder, and then the god of mischief. Like, de- like, <laughs> yeah. Then, like, I don't know, the god of pencils. I that'd be quite useful, but it's just diminishing returns. Not box office returns. Thor Ragnarok is doing very well. Ka-ching! Yeah. Um. Did you know that Wonder Woman is the highest-grossing um, superhero origin film movie? origin film in the cinema ever. ever. Um, I believe I did know that. I'm excited because I get to watch it this week on a plane. I deliberately went to see it at the cinema so that my, my box office yeah. Muller would be counted. That I, I very rarely go to the cinema. I was like I'm just just I was like like wading through crowds of people like I have to get to the cinema. <laughs> um my whole I... week is built around the fact that I have to go to the cinema. <laughs> I don't know where these, crowd, where these crowds of people are trying to stop me. I am catching up on most of the films I didn't see in the cinema this year on the plane. Baby Driver, um, Spider-Man Homecoming, Wonder Woman. Spoiler alert, just so you're not disappointed, it is not about a baby driving a car. Oh, man! <sighs> this is rubbish. This is even worse than when I was told I had Jason Statham fighting with a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I've got... I've got the only things I would also like to have on there was Atomic was Atomic Blonde, which I was going to go and see at the Prince Charles a couple of weeks ago, but Atomic. just didn't. But you know what? I'll get around to it. At least I'm going to rack up some movies. Yeah, it'll turn up somewhere. Jessica Lynch. Tick. Yeah, Moana was really fun. Tick. Moana is good. I liked the feet on Maui because they look like a Cabbage Patch Kid's feet. Yeah, he looks like... Because he's so, like, wide, he doesn't have, like, just regular proportion. I mean, it's a Disney film, so no one has regular proportion. But his feet are just, like, trunks. Yeah. Like, his feet, like... There's no ankle. 
There's... If yeah, because because his legs are so wide, like his feet would have to be so massive to be in proportion that he'd look like clown feet. So he just has like plastic doll feet. Yes, it's really me. It's Maui. Breathe it in. And also, it's tight ninety minutes. It's tight ninety minutes, and they um they don't have uh too much emphasis on the animal sidekick, and the animal sidekick can't talk. So pluses all round. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I got really excited. There's a bit where Lin Manuel Miranda starts singing. Yes, it was not as good as your reaction to um, the reveal halfway through Hail Caesar. But I remembered that the other day, and I just was still like, <gasps> I just didn't see it coming. I remember that once a week. <laughs> <laughs> I, how was I to know? It was it was well done. So that was good, and I went to the theatre last week. What did you see at the theatre? I saw Follies at the National Theatre. Oh, charming. Yes, it was really good. I like Stephen Sondheim, but I had never seen nor heard Follies. So I went in not knowing... Well, I knew what the premise was, but I didn't know any of the songs or how it turned out. And there was a bit in that where I was a bit like, who knew? (laughs) I mean, not quite plot-wise, but like the production. If you know Follies, there's a bit near the end. A twist of huge dimensions. Yeah, um, and I really enjoyed it. And I went with our friend Natalia, and it was really nice. Lovely. Um... And I've not been to the theatre in ages. Would would recommend. Cool. Would How recommend. long is it running for? Till January. Oh, plenty of time. It's two hours with two hours fifteen with no interval. Well, that's literally unacceptable. Well, that's kind of how I felt at first, but it was written without an interval, and some productions put one in. But it, it probably breaks the flow. Yeah. But then you complained that Our Lady's Perpetual Sucker was an hour forty-five without an interval. <laughs> Yes, but it was also like it wasn't a musical on the Nationals Revolve, you know. True, I'm not and also there sure. was a clear break where you would put the interval in. In Our Ladies, yeah. No, there wasn't. It was written without one. Yeah, but you can see where it would go if you wanted to put one in. Where when they go back home? Oh yeah. Well, actually, I thought the show should have stopped then, but never mind. Like Sound of Music. Oh, they got married. Lovely. And end off. Let's go. Oh no! Well, the Nazis are still yet to turn up. No, no, we've got to. We've got to traverse these alps so it was really fun it was, and imelda staunton and janie d were in it and tracy bennett and i thought she's really good i wonder if her performance like this character is kind of a bit like judy garland because she's really playing it kind of judy-esque and then it turns out i'd seen her in a play about judy garland playing judy garland so maybe that's why i was <laughs> that, like that'll be it tracy bennett's just like that'll judy garland and Italian was like she has played judy garland i was like i went to brighton all the way to see her play judy garland so. <laughs> Oh yeah, I got I got a train specially to experience. I went on a day trip. Um, Yeah, so that's tick. Lovely. Do you want to do a song? I can do a song. I'm just thinking about Park Run. Never done it before. I I wasn't going to go because it was raining this morning. I set my alarm special, and then it was raining. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going. I'm not stupid. It's warm in bed. And then um, at quarter to nine, I decided I was going. It starts at nine. It takes ten minutes to get there. So like, right, let's go. Um, so I, they, I, I missed the very beginning. Like, you, but you just join in. You don't need to like check in or anything because all that happens is you scan your barcode when you get to the finish line, which I didn't actually know. I thought you had to like scan in. So that sort of made me pause for a minute because I had I stopped to speak to someone and I was like, oh, I could literally just run straight through. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was fine. But it is cold out there and it is raining and it took me a while to warm up. Yeah, I like that for your first one, you decided. I was like, uh, well, I'm awake. I may as well go. 
I'd already read the two Bossy Dames newsletters, so like my, my, my Saturday had begun. So I figured I may as well get on with it. Um, and uh, hopefully I'll do more and we'll be faster. I haven't run for like a year and a half, so I don't think I did too badly. I'm still alive. My song is by the Youngins, and it is called Gaffer's Bus. And it's a song about a man called Gaffer Hussein who bought a bus and Gaffer. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, but Gaffer is a great word. Yeah. Um. So he he watched the refugee. He'd seen a, a bit on the news about the refugee campsite in Dunkirk. So he bought a bus and he filled it up with beans and rice and tea, and off he went. Is this a recent story? To, like feed people. Uh the story was from about. A two two or three years ago I, I only found out about the story because I heard the song so I researched it quickly this morning so I was like I'm pretty sure Gaffor is, is going to be a real person so let's just do a quick bit of finding out turned up in my Spotify playlist Okay. obviously but the young'uns uh, turns out and I can't remember if I've heard of them before but they do like shanty style folk singing it's three guys singing and it's mostly just a cappella, but in a shanty way not in a college a cappella sort of way I see. Unaccompanied. Unaccompanied, yes. Well, I was. I decided to listen to it this morning, and then the song that played immediately after it was Steelos by John Tams, and I did sit and listen to it all in case it had the joke about what to do if the siren went off uh, about evacuating, but I, I, it didn't. Okay. So, yeah, that's my song. Bam! Late review! Now we're going to do a late review. That's Is that the jingle for that? No, but maybe it should be. <laughs> not, not enough vocoders in our jingles, if you ask me. No, but if you put it onto a gramophone record, then you can you can do something. If you like, are going like... to the effort of for somehow <laughs> burning, engraving our podcast on a vinyl record, yeah, feel yeah. free to do a remix. But also look at life choices. This was this was tying in. I forgot that we hadn't already introduced what film we're doing for late review, but it ties into something that one of the characters does at one point. Oh yeah. Um, so we've kind of been talking a little bit about it, but we're going to talk about what we do in the shadows, the um, mockumentary about vampires house sharing in New Zealand. Um, in New Zealand. By Taika Waititi, uh, director of Thor Ragnarok, Hunt for the Wild People, various episodes of Flight to the Concords. I love this film. I have loved this film for a while. Jessica watched it for the first time this week. Yeah, it had been, I think it was in, was, did it used to be on Netflix? It was it. On Netflix, um, and then they took it off presumably because the rights switched so it could be on TV. That's right. It was on. Oh yeah, that was only a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? It was in my queue for like the entire time, and I didn't watch it. Then it went off Netflix. I was like, well, whoops. Um, and then it was on BBC, so I watched it on iPlayer, and I don't know why it took me so long to watch it because it really is very good, and I know that you love it. And it's only eighty minutes. And it's only eighty minutes long. So I'm sorry. It's, it's now in twenty six actually. But obviously, some of that will be credits, which you can you can skip. Although there is a Muppet moment. Although it does have a Muppet moment. Yes, it is mockumentary from the New Zealand Film Board, which has a really clunky kind of schools programming thing at the beginning <laughs> about um, three love no four vampires living in a house share, and they are played by Jermaine Clement of Flight of the Concords and Taika Waititi himself and Johnny Brew Brew Bro. I don't know how you pronounce his name. I'm probably mangling that. I'm sorry. Plays Deacon. Peter is played by a guy called Ben Fransham. I mean, he's obviously unrecognisable because he looks like a very old school vampire, so you couldn't be able to tell it's him. Um, and then they are joined by a new vampire called Nick, who is played by Cory Gonzalez McCure. Um, the best person that they meet is Nick's friend Stu. 
who they're not allowed to eat. Yeah, because, but no no one wants to eat Stu because they all love him. And in, did you know that Stu isn't an actor? Yeah, he was an IT guy on the set. And then they were like, Stu, come, Stuart, come and be on this scene. And he would play an IT guy. And then he ends up having a huge part in the film. He ends up being like a main character in it. So he's he's Stu Rutherford, Rutherford playing Stu just because they like just come and hang out with us. I don't, I don't know at what point they said, yeah, you're, you're in the film now. So It also has Reese Darby. Um, has a small part as the um, alpha male in a pack of werewolves um, whose main thing is for them to have some kind of respectability politics going on and he hates them swearing and as he keeps saying to them what are we? We're werewolves not swearwolves He's he's basically playing Murray but in the context of a pack of a pack of werewolves I didn't yeah. said swearwolves which is delightful when the, the full moon is approaching and he's and he's running right. He's not actually doing any of this himself, but he's running around make, like instructing chain the yourselves to up. chain themselves. What are you get, doing? What are get, you, what? get a decent chain, decent sized chain Please. with which to chain themselves up you can't go and through take a tree. off the items of clothing that they wanted to um, wanted to keep. And how they all because have to wear otherwise they'd be ripped. And it's like that that jacket's nearly new. You're going to want to take that off. Just gently telling everyone else what to do. And they all have to wear sweatpants because otherwise, you, what are you doing? You're wearing these jeans. Your legs are going to expand. They're going to rip. <laughs> Um, yes, uh, so, and, and it starts with Viego, uh, who is Taika Waititi, waking up at the house, um, and he goes, oh, this is the scary part of the day, and he pulls back the curtain, he goes, yes, night time, and he's trying to get them to do chores, and he has the most shonky-looking homemade cardboard chore wheel. He clearly, he clearly made it himself out of a cereal packet about about five five and a half years ago probably when he probably tried to get Deacon to do the, the washing up the last time the Deacon did the washing up you can't have blood-stained pans everywhere and then and he's always trying to get them to put down towels when they can eat someone <laughs> uh, it's really funny and then he accidentally goes for a jugular vein and gets blood everywhere um, and there's yeah whole... but he has put down loads of newspaper before it starts I love the fact that the girl is just sitting there and accepting the fact that he's, that he's merrily putting down newspaper around them and uh, you have to be careful if you go around for dinner and they try and give you biscotti how do you like your biscotti <laughs> yeah I mean it's hard to describe because there's not really a plot it's just but it, it's not even like a series of sketches it's just like a little documentary about them and how they can't go to any of the clubs they want to go to because they have to be invited in. <laughs> so they they can only go to the vampire club, but the vampire club is rubbish. Yeah, it is linear in the way that someone's life would be, in that your your life is just a series of vignettes of of random happenings that is vaguely true. linked together with a loose narrative. Vladislav's uh, ongoing thing with the beast and how he's trying to hypnotize people, but he's see me. He sort of lost his powers. It's so charming and. Even though you literally witness the murder people, they're so sweet. Yeah, <laughs> and you especially Viego. Viego's uh, idea is that it's it's their last moment on earth, so he, so he's he always wants it to be an enjoyable experience for everyone. So he's like, on the on the plus side, I, I think she had a nice time. <laughs> he's like, covered in blood, it pans out, and he's just holding a roll of t- of uh, of kitchen towel that he's clearly going to go and try and mop up with. Apparently, they shot 125 hours of footage. I know, and then edited it into 126 minutes. The man who plays Stu is not an actor, but actually Stu Rutherford, a part-time business analyst for a Wellington company, Landworks. He was hired for the film <laughs> under the impression that he'd be working on computers and that he would play a small part in the film. But then he played a really big part. Uh, there is talk of a, sp- a spin-off about the werewolves called Werewolves. <laughs> which, which, where do you say it? If you, if you say it quickly in, it, in the Kiwi accent, is the same word. Yes, Werewolves. Werewolves, Werewolves. <laughs> It has an IMDb page, so that is promising. Yes, it's just it's just really good. 
my favourite piece of trivia from the um, uh, the IMDb page, though, is that it, it weirdly appears in the spoilers section, even though it's from a, a scene which didn't end up being used. Yeah. That they'd, they'd lost a charred polystyrene skeleton slash body during the shoot after throwing it in the harbour for a funeral scene and not realising it was drifting away, so they had to call the police <laughs> and say, if anyone finds it, it's just a prop. We're really sorry. I just love the idea that they have... I'd love to see all the weird footage, because there must be... It's like in Anchorman, how there's a whole alternate film that they released on DVD. Yes. But it is very charming. I really like Hunt for the Wild People, but I don't know. This is probably a film I'd go to watch more, although I think yeah. Hunt for the Wild People is probably better as like a piece of film. I don't know. That does have the Ricky Baker song, and I listen to that all the time. That is true. But basically, What We Do in the Shadows is amazing. And for a while, it was my go-to date movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. <laughs> um, they can't see what they look like, so they draw really bad pictures of each other to show them what they look like. When they're getting ready to go out, and they're trying to pick outfits. And uh, Viego is wearing, like, a vampiric... He was a dandy in the in the 19th century, but he's wearing, like, a dandy stuff on top, and then army fatigues, because they get all their clothes <laughs> from their victims. Yeah, it's really good. So... That gets an enthusiastic five thumbs up. Five thumbs up? Yeah. I've borrowed a thumb. From one of your victims? Yeah. My song! My song. Rosie, what's your song? My song is Slow Disco by St. Vincent. Um, I've actually just listened to a new album, like the week it came out. Who knew? Oh, wow. Was it Taylor Swift? No. That's why I said it was by St. Vincent, but never mind. Um, it's... It, was, it was an opportune joke. Thank you. You're very welcome. No, because Taylor Swift... I, I, know, I know when new music comes out because I somebody had tweeted about Taylor Swift having a new album and their kids had listened to it and she was bored of it already. So there we go. St. Vincent's new album, Mass Seduction. Not as Lauren Laverne uh, accidentally tweeted, Mass Education. Um, <laughs> that is, still that is important. Still good. Um, is out and it's amazing. And there are lots of songs on it. I love... Um, it's kind of water wall bangers but um, my favourite song is Slow Disco which is the penultimate track cool snack of the day do, 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 do. microwave mug cake that's a good choice yeah thank you I made one yesterday that was sort of um, no, it wasn't a, it wasn't a lava cake it didn't have like the, the gooey bit in the middle mm. but it did have a tiny little bit of sauce with it and um, I, it was chocolate and I used some of that um salted caramel flavour extract stuff that I had last week and then I served it with vanilla ice cream and I made it in a giant teacup and it was amazing Mm, yeah boy mine is meringue ghosts lovely because that's what Lucy made for baking Halloween baking at her work and then I got to eat some oh I've just realised what happened in October bake off final yeah I was looking back at that the fact that we did no bake-off stuff we've but... done actually no no bake-off chat have we no strictly chat but I mean oh who even cares anymore I guess I enjoyed it but I wasn't that invested in it this year and I don't yeah, think that I know what was you mean. even the channel 4 stuff I think it was just not such a great selection of I don't know it just wasn't very compelling I wasn't compelled I got more into it as it went on when the first episode uh, was released I had thought for some reason that it was on a Wednesday and I was like oh Tuesday oh it's Bake Off tonight okay I'll watch that at some point because I, I was at work when it was on so I was yeah. gonna have to watch the catch up anyway and then it was like two days later and I hadn't got around to watching it I think because I thought it was on it was already Wednesday by the time I realized that it had already been on yeah and then okay well I'll, I'll watch it but like I'm not running hope previously it would have been Bake Off tonight and it was Bake Off I'm so excited mm-hmm. I would have like 
running home so to make sure I didn't get any spoilers and stuff. And then I just just couldn't. I just yeah, yeah. I miss Mel and Sue. Yeah, I, and really, I like I like Sandy and Noel. I like Noel the best. Yeah, I really enjoy his presence in the tent, but I miss Mel and Sue yeah. and Mary, obviously. You know what Mary would never have done? Tweeted out the winner the morning of the show. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I missed that even happened until about three days later. Oh, I... That one I did watch on on the day. Yeah. Needle and fed. Needle and fed. So moths have eaten something else. Oh, God. My Rhineless shawl, which took me no. months, has two moth holes in it. And I tried to fix it. It's fixable. Unfortunately, right. me trying to fix it coincided with Thursday afternoon, which, um, how can I put this? It was bad. It was. It, <laughs> it culminated in me ordering and eating a grief pizza in bed. So, so... What was I your f- badness level already high? <sighs> Thursday afternoon's badness level was high. Yeah. I slept terribly. I had to go to the hospital for a routine appointment. Not, like, emergency. It was running an hour and a half late. Then Lucy met me and took me out for coffee and bought me a big Starbucks red cup and I ate a Christmas sandwich and that was really good. And then I had to go back to go and have blood tests because I couldn't be bring myself to wait half an hour while she was waiting for me in the coffee shop and she came with me yeah and that was really good and we had a lovely time and I felt looked after and then we came home and then she had to go to work and I thought I'm gonna sit in bed and mend this this is gonna be really good and it didn't go very well and just then I cried and ordered a pizza anyway what the hell was I talking about? so moths ate my right now sure so what it <laughs> is moths Moths. Moth Firstly, they ate my squirrel, but that was remed- really easily remediable. I slightly made it worse, but I know how to make it better in a fixable way entirely. Right. So yeah. what I'm doing is I'm just going to put it... I have folded it nearly up with the spare yarn, put the things that are loose on safety pins so they can't unravel more, and I am not going to think about it until we are back from our holiday when I'm going to lay it out on a big table with a clear light and not try and do it in bed yes. while I'm building up to grief pizza. But it was all finished. I think that's wise. And then moths. So, do I have a vendetta? Yes. Um, <sighs> but I have knitted something that is I knitted really quickly and have been using loads, which is my be cozy, be cozy. Um, Always be cozy. Hot. That's what that. Oh, can you imagine if I did Glen <laughs> Gary, Glen Rosie, and it was always be cozy. Oh, and it rhymes. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you can't see me because we've turned the video, but I am lying horizontally on my chair. Always be cosy. Coffee is for cozies. Doesn't work. <laughs> I went too far. Hubris. Um, the Be Cozy by Melissa Kalensky. And it's a hot water bottle cover that I knitted in some Erica Knight for John Lewis yarn, which is what I knitted my Kindle Cozy out of. I was probably using either my tension um, I knit very tightly so maybe I could have used slightly bigger needles so I had to knit it a bit longer and it stretches slightly around it but it looks really good still and I've been using it loads um, to the extent that I turn to put your house with a hot water bottle you know what it's cold out and they're, they're nice everyone likes hot water bottles yeah we live in London in November so you know so all okay. I can see is mist right now it's not, not really it's just very, it's a very grey Saturday it's going to be a proper Saturday Saturday afternoon with like telly and tea and I've been knitting on my Jan cardigan sure Jan um, sure Jan which is probably what I'm taking as my main project to the US and also I am knitting this is not a surprise um, but my I have a friend who is also called Jess but it's not you actually no, I other Jess I know several Jesses uh, they're all great I know a Jess, a Jessie, and a Jessica, so it actually really works out really well for me. <laughs> um, but Jess um, is a very dear friend of mine who has Emmy, uh, like I have Emmy. <laughs> That's 
also has Emmy. That's the phrase I was looking for. And she said she liked my hot water bottle. She has Emmy like me. Um, so I said I would knit her one, and I have. I will probably take the um the yarn and the needles on holiday to do that because that's a nice little project, and then I can bring it back and I can post it to her, and she can have it for late November. So it's the same yarn as mine, but she requested an autumnal colour, um, and she was like, maybe like a sort of burst blackberry. So I've got her a really nice mulberry colour type thing. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and so I'm really excited because poorly girls need home water bottles. Yeah. I've been looking into the legality of marrying mine. Um, Turns out... I say go for it. Okay. <laughs> I made pastry from scratch the other day. I I make, I've, I've made some terrible pastry, as I often tell Rosie. Yeah. Because I, I know she really enjoys hearing about it. But you're it. a really but good cook, pastry and was... then every time you like pastry, you're like, oh no. <laughs> I've made, I've made some terrible pastry. That pastry was actually really good. It was a like, lovely pie. Yeah, thank you. So it was... Um, just regular short crust pastry, unsweetened. Um, then the filling was pumpkin and coconut cream, all whisked together with um, a little bit of sugar and some um, loads of cinnamon and a tiny little bit of salted caramel flavour that I found, like, bought on a whim in the supermarket the day before. Um, and then, so I baked the the crust blind for like maybe five minutes just to get it started put the uh, filling in, baked that for 20 minutes or so, and then I took it out and I had made an aquafaba meringue, which is basically the juice out of a can of chickpeas. Don't use juice. And then the chickpeas went... It's the liquid. It's the syrup. It's the syrup from from a can of chickpeas. Um, So when the chickpeas went into the um, the casserole that I was making, so it was like a zero waste inside of the can. The outside of the can obviously went in the recycling. And you whisk it up and then you add some, and it thickens up just like egg white, and then you add some uh, icing sugar and some, you can put vanilla, but I was the reason I bought the salted caramel is because I was looking for vanilla and I saw that and it looked amazing. Um, and it seemed appropriate, so we went with that. And you should put a bit of cream of tartar in, but I didn't have any, which I think makes it hold its shape a bit better because the problem I had is that it spread a bit in the oven. So I think what I'm going to do next time if I want to do a meringue pie type situation is cook the pie way ahead of time and let mm. it cool down completely, like be completely cold. Make the meringue, put cream tartar in it so that hopefully it, it just it keeps together a bit more. And then um, put it in a very low oven so that it doesn't get hotter because the heat makes it yes. spread. So then put it in a very low oven so that it can form a crust. Because the, with a meringue pie, you don't need it to be a dried out meringue. no. You could, in theory, just take a blowtorch to it, but I want because it's not a regular one. I wanted it just to help, just to have be have, like be a bit more cooked and have a bit more firmness. Mm. Um, but it tasted good, so yeah, it just was a little flatter than I expected it to be. I made bread rolls because I made soup, and my plan was I was going to make soup and then make bread rolls to go with it. Um, and I decided to make soup in the slow cooker and. It always just tastes the same. I don't know whether it tastes of slow cooker <laughs> or it doesn't, like, the flavours don't... Anyway, the soup was fine. I put way too much chilli powder in. I've started cooking with s- s- flavour, is the word I'm looking for. And I got oh, over- exciting. I got overambitious, and it is quite hot. But my bread rolls were a roaring success. I don't have the energy in my noodle arms to do the kneading myself so um i use my bread maker and you put all the ingredients in and it does the kneading and the first proof in there and then you take it out and just you have to knock the air out which i just took as punch it chewy and so i punched yep. it yeah i then, think that's how it works and then i just pulled it into i don't have a bread slice thing 
not a knife, you know, the little square metal things. Um, so I just use my hands to turn it into rolls. I, I, know, I know the kind you mean. Well, I, I really saying a bread I think slice it looks thing. Like you're about to do some plastering. Made it sound like I didn't know the word knife. <laughs> I know the word knife. I've been outside. So I made rolls um, and they were slightly enriched. They had an egg in them and a little bit of butter. Fancy. That was. I just went with the um, the recipe that was in the instructions for the bread maker. <laughs> I thought that's, that's not probably wise. Around, so I'm going to have more. Uh, yeah. Quite soon because it's almost lunchtime. Lovely. I'm going to have. I've got some nice seeded bread that I didn't mm. make myself and hummus and I have an un, uh, an unpacked packed lunch. Great. I don't really have the fixings for that. Style of thing. I don't really have anything to go in my bread rolls. I have don't have any mayonnaise, mm. so I could have tuna, nude tuna. Butter? I've got butter, so I could just have butter and tuna. I was thinking if you're having it with with soup. Oh, yeah, I forgot I had soup. It's a lovely buttered roll. Yeah, I'll do soup that. Soup was the main event. Yeah, I forgot I had, had loads of soup. <sighs> right, I, I distracted you by talking about unpacked pack lunches. Yeah, you know that, that is the, if I were a spy, which would never happen, I would be terrible at that <laughs> job. But, you know, they could always be like, what shall we use to distract her? Hula hoops? Uh, yogurt? A penguin bar? What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Oi! So I have um, some TV recommendations, which I think you'll probably co-sign, and also a couple of articles and some nice things. Fire away. Fire away, fire away. Do you know, I was literally about to do that, and I thought, no, maybe just say it like a normal person. <laughs> but I'm glad that, you, I'm glad that you, you really lent in. Wow. Okay. So I think Jessica will agree with me in recommending you these two shows specifically. Number one, The Good Place. Yep, it, it is good. The Good Place is good. It is a good place. It is my um, good place. If you have not watched any of it, I would suggest you do not read up on it. Because do there not are read some anything. twisty turns to the plotting. And I think you would prefer it if you didn't know. But don't, also don't get bogged down in the fact that there are twists. Yeah, that's, it's then... like, it's not... Don't, don't overthink it. But basically don't think about it at all. Just go and watch it. And it's only 13 episodes in the first season, so that's an afternoon. Um, yeah. And uh, it's 13 episodes in the second season, but they're about to go on their winter hiatus, so we won't get any new ones until January. I know, I'm so upset. Yeah, but it's really good. It, it's on Netflix. It was out in America last year, but it's only just come to Netflix in the UK. Um, and the premise is about a woman ends up, she dies and she goes to the good place, but she is not supposed to be there. Luckily, Ted Danson is there and he's in charge. He's adorable. And Delightful. it stars Kristen Bell. In his bow tie. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Yeah, it stars Kristen Bell. And it's by Michael Scher, who does Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Parks and Rec. If you needed any more, like, you're in good place hands. Like you needed, yeah, like you needed any more recommendations. What, what's your second show, Rosie? I know what you know what it's going to be. I mean, I knew what they were both going to be when you said I've got two show recommendations. I was like, yep, tick, 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 tick. That's two ticks each. I like to have a tea tray at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and while I'm doing that, I like to watch an episode of television, and I've discovered the perfect four o'clock tea tray program. It's a Hallmark original series that is a co-production between America and Canada called When Calls the Heart. It's set in a mining town in the wild west of Canada in the 1900s, and is about a woman who is a teacher but comes from an upper-class family moving to this town to be the school teacher, where she clashes with the newer Mountie, and they don't get on at first. Uh, um, and also, there's been a mining disaster, and all the men are dead. Yeah, 
Um, and the the schoolhouse, I don't remember what happened to the schoolhouse, but there was some sort of tragedy there. The, the church has burnt down. So they have to meet in the uh, in the saloon. Um, so by day, the saloon is a schoolroom and by night, it's a saloon. And, and then in the first episode, she actually accidentally burns down the teacher's cottage. Oh, yeah. It's not even in like the first episode. It's within the first 10 <laughs> the minutes. First, I, was like, minutes I was texting Grace. Like, I've, I finally started watching it. So it's in a bit of my Netflix queue for ages. And when we're on holiday, we, we, we were on, on Netflix in Greece and you went, oh my God, have you, have you come across this? I think I found an amazing show. And it's like, yes, it's a bit of my queue, but I haven't watched it. And as soon as we got home, I've started watching it. We, we, we decided we would it. wait for it because it looked very autumnal. Tea it looked maybe. autumnal and we and we were in like 40, the 40 degree heat of, of Athens and that was not, it's not the time or the place. There was a point where I was like, oh, is this, like, it's not good. But it's great. But in the first to... ten minutes, when she burnt the house down, it was like, "This is." Too... I just texted you, block capitals. Oh my god, she's OMG. She's burnt down the teacher's cottage. She's burnt down for, the teacher's cottage because when she was on the road going there, highwaymen held up the coach, and so she was really late. And then she was like in the rain, and she was trying to dry out her dress, and it caught fire. And oh, the... When we say she was really late, we, we, we mean by two days and with none of her none of her belongings. Yeah, I, it was. <laughs> this show is so and like, every so often i think back to the first episode i'm like that was ridiculous yeah and then in the second episode because all of the the mining explosion happened so all of the men and most and some people lost that the person she moves in with is one of the only people that lost both her son and her husband so she is a lonely widow and then they all uh, yeah in... most most of them are the the mothers of the of the, of the young of the child aged children that she is teaching but Obviously, with the age of like when the mine opened and stuff, and they all moved out yeah. there. She was the only person who had a son older. Anyway, but they all live in the row houses provided by the mining company, who then then tell them that because need to say the wicked mining company he doesn't have quite the right kind of facial hair but he's he's a mustache twirling practically yeah well uh our dad came owner. in while i was watching it and he said well you can tell he's the villain because he's wearing an astrakhan <laughs> coat because <laughs> he's got one of those yes big, exactly like... it's got like a massive fur collar um, and, it's, and it's clearly not a very affluent area yeah and he's, and he's got, got, big, got this ridiculous he's coat and he's always driven around places um but he says that all the, do you know the that women... he's the sheriff in um in riverdale okay he's, i've not he's watched any sheriff, sheriff keller he's kevin's dad uh, i had to imdb him because i was like i've seen this guy before riverdale okay uh, well I, i've never watched any riverdale so Sorry. probably for the best have you the, They've got a new a new like designer drug called Jingle Jangle, and I can't take anything seriously. <laughs> Sorry, called Jingle Jangle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was my response. I was in the middle. Of, I I like to have I like to have it on like while I'm like cleaning out the hamster cage or something. <laughs> I actually stopped what I was doing, looked at the TV, and went sorry what in, in and they Bro- kept on saying it with straight faces like in, it was completely normal in brooklyn 99 the designer drug was called giggle pig which is less stupid and brooklyn 99 is a comedy the, yeah that that is less stupid and they were doing it on purpose wow okay so in the second episode so, they all get anyway, kicked out back, of their, to the, back to the proper one they get kicked out of their row houses they're told they will have to leave because they don't you know they're for the miners and new miners are going to come so what do they do all yeah. of the women put on their dead husband's clothes and go into the mine and then and then that's the episode where the mountie sort of adopts a dog but in like the most low-key way so he finds a dog and he's like whose dog is this and i thought it was going to be a plot line about like no, it's a missing yeah, dog no, this is just how the mountie comes this to is just how the yeah how the mountie met his dog uh, a fable but the dog the dog doesn't become his sidekick like for example i don't know Baker. Um, the dog just is the is the most lazy beagle that you've ever seen, or whatever kind of dog he is. It's astonishing. Um, so he just lies out in front of the the wood burning stove in the in the police station and just kind of gives quizzical looks 
and is there as a sort of a moral he's an emotional compass you know what he does he's he's kind of like jim halpert he looks up when something is arrived yes that's exactly what he and and the mountie will be like talking through something and he'll look at the dog and go i know yeah he's really the the dog is really a sounding board (laughs) i think i've got two episodes of series one left and i believe these two episodes are called a prelude to a kiss part one and part two (laughs) i think i've got two or three episodes because i was i was meeting it out really carefully and only having it on like saturday like sunday it was going to be my sunday afternoon yeah viewing and then and i had then i had like a horrible cold so i was like i'm gonna allow myself an episode and then it's like well you know a saturday afternoon's fine and then i watched two episodes because they the, the episodes sort of tend to come or the story i hesitate to say story arcs but the, they, the, they kind of come in two episodes chunks yeah um, so there's like ongoing story arc and then each each like episodic bit often is carried across two episodes yeah. not in a to be continued kind of way just but, uh, yeah yeah we were so gentle we didn't manage to fit in like basically any other program we, would have we gotten did, we done in 45 minutes. 44 minutes so those are our two recommendations i have one more tv thing which is a much shorter thing but um i've been watching a lot of taskmaster on dave <laughs> and it is really silly fun because as housemate lucy says it's basically guiding activities done by adult comedians because it's like, yes. oh, we don't have any time. Like, well, we don't know what to do, but we follow these coconuts. Okay, everybody, you have 15 minutes to turn your coconut into a businessman. Um, <laughs> or like, you have I to... Love how, I love how you now always say man instead of man whenever you have to say a word that has man on the end. It's because <laughs> like of that joke in Friends. He's not called Mr. <laughs> Spider-Man. I... Yeah, I know. It started I off know. as Spider-Man, and then it's really fun to say a businessman. No, everything. Like, their surname is businessman. Yeah, correct. I mean, obviously, I'm not. I'm, I don't think you should stop doing. It. I just it's the first time I noticed you do it with a with a regular word in the middle of a Spider-Man. regular sentence. Um, and it's really fun. And you can watch all of the previous series on the UK TV website. You just have to log in, but you can watch them all. I think oh, they've got. It's like that's amazing news. Yeah, and it's. Yeah. Um, I mean, we watch it on the evenings it's broadcast, and sometimes we would be like, "Oh my god, you know what it is? It's Taskmaster Night." But I think it would probably be also good hangover programming. Because you I don't see that. have to contribute, or you. Know, so I also was introduced to Sunday Brunch, which is one of the worst programs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but you can see how it fits on the t- in the time schedule. It is for people who who need a big breakfast, who are so hungover and just want to be eating like fried food. It's the, it's the ITV program this morning, organised by like some lads who were trying to organise a stag do, but instead they were like, "Oh, you have to do a program every week." And Tim Lovejoy was like, "Oh no." <laughs> Um, I'd a hundred percent watch um, watch Sunday brunch over this morning any day of the week. Oh yeah, well also there's proper cooking. The crucial thing to note is throughout it they are also cooking brunch, which involves drinking morning drinking. I if I were on that program I would start drinking in the taxi on the way to the studio because there's no way you can get oh, through definitely. the four hours. But anyway, Taskmaster is uh, so if you need gentle silly programming if you're not feeling at your best you need something to cheer you up. Um, it's so much fun. So yeah, it's it's five comedians who get set all these tasks. I don't know if the other ones. Well, okay. Also, I was told off for um, uh, sabotaging Lewis while we were playing Sing Star at my birthday party by as the song started <laughs> saying, "Well, yeah, well, Ace of Base are all Nazis," and apparently that counts as sabotage. But because nobody else in the room knew about it how was Ace spectacular, how Ace of Base are Nazis. As, a, as an audience member for the for the. Uh that that i'm <laughs> going to say incident it really was that overstates a lot but as someone who was sitting on, on the sofa between the two of you and watching it it was amazing it was just it was just the timing as the song started 
Lewis took a breath breath in to sing. And I was like, yeah, well, of course, Ace of Bates did not sing. Dear, I fear we're <laughs> facing. <laughs> and he was like, what are you doing? So anyway, I think you should read the cracked article about how Ace of Bates are Nazis. Okay, it's now all I think about any time they turn up in a in a yeah. Spotify playlist because I'm a fan of a, of a 90s list. Um, also, I went to dinner with my friends and it turned out they had not heard the story of eating the Paris Zoo. Um, so I read Oh my god. That, now, I love this story. The, the, the Wikipedia article is not as part of the Franco-Prussian War. It's not talking about the siege of Paris. It's not even about the zoo. The article about it is under the headline of Castor and Pollock's brackets elephants. Um, elephants. Who were the two... Bracket, the two brackets deceased. Who two Close elephants brackets. kept at the brackets. Zoo Jardin des Plans. Uh, I don't know why I went so French. And they were killed and eaten along with many other animals in the 1870 during the siege of Paris. Um, so, you know, I've had conversations like that at work where, where it's come up organically in a conversation. I've said, oh, yes, well, there was that time during the Franco-Prussian War where they had to eat the Paris Zoo and everyone's gone, what? Yeah, and there's a I'll, fascinating, I'll the, the whole paragraph goes down and it's like, when other regular consumers meats began to run out, the Parisians first turned on horses, donkeys and mules. Uh, and you're like, horses. OK, that's normal. Then cats, dogs, mice and rats were the next selection. Not a lot of eating on a mouse, is there? Yeah, there were considerably fewer cats and dogs in the city than there have been horses, and the unpalatable rice and mats were t- mice and rats were difficult to prepare. <laughs> so by the end of 1870, the butchers turned their attention to the animals of the zoo. The medium and large light herbivores, such as the antelope, camels, deer, kangaroo, yaks, and zebra, were first to be killed. Some animals survived. The monkeys were thought to be too akin to humans to be killed. The lions and tigers were too dangerous. And the hippopotamus also <coughs> escaped because the price of 80,000 francs demanded for it was beyond the reach of any of the butchers. <laughs> and then there's sort of about the way that they had the exotic dishes like uh, haunch of wolf with deer sauce, terrine of antelope with truffles, kangaroo stew, and camel roasted a la anglaise. Because wow. we famously Is that in a sort of in a, in a in a custard. Yeah, chamou roti a l'anglaise. and then eventually uh, they full on ate the elephants. It's just um, also um, Thomas. I, I get... love the fact that the the, the deers now. Deer is something that people eat like regularly. Why that's it. That's a, a completely regular meat for the Western world. But to they consume. ate the cats first. But they ate cats first. And then they thought, I oh, know, let's shoot these deer. Let's. But but because that's so boring, let's make that into a sauce to go with the haunch of tiger. Haunch of wolf. <laughs> no, the tigers were too <laughs> with dangerous. Deer sauce. Um, and oh, yeah, so sorry. Thomas Gibson Bowles, who was a British writer in Paris during the siege, wrote that he'd eaten camel, antelope, dog, donkey, mule and elephant. And of those, he liked elephant the least. And Henri Labouchere recorded, yesterday I had a slice of Pollux for dinner. Pollux and his ca- brother, Pollux, I said Pollux, and his brother Castor are two elephants which have been killed. It was tough, coarse and oily. And I do not recommend English families to eat elephant as long as they can get beef or mutton. Who was thinking of eating the elephants in England? They were like, I do not recommend <laughs> it. I just astonished. That 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 story is up there with it is. I can't. It's, it's vying for first place with the story which had the this, this same reaction where I said, "Yeah, guys, you know this story." Okay, now hang on. Let me find the Wikipedia article on it for you about the um, that traffic jam that they had in China a few years ago that went on for like ten days. And you think after like day, I don't know six why are people still joining it but it, it was like kilometers long and people were just like hoping for the best there was an episode queue. of this american life about that the other week about how a woman a british journalist was over uh, there and they had to spend over stay overnight in one and she met all these people who were like this happens all the time the longest one i've been in is like five days and their all of their journeys have time factored in for sleeping in traffic jams oh god yeah yeah
So, yeah, so I love a random Wikipedia article on a Saturday afternoon at work. Um, so we were talking about what we do in the shadows earlier and uh, Maven of the Eventide, uh, who has a channel on YouTube, has uh, she does something called Vampire Reviews, which is where she reviews vampire films or TV shows or properties. Um, and she has one of one where she interview, uh, reviews what we do in the shadows. And uh, she's a similar uh, she she appreciated in a similar way that we did, so it's just very charming. Um, and also on her channel, there's a playlist called Pump. Um, it's really difficult to pronounce Pumptoberfest, mm. which is where she and Nella, who appears in the video with Lindsay Ellis for drinking around the world at Epcot, um, each week they do or each episode they review three pumpkin ales and they grade them on a scale of squash to pie, <laughs> and. Um, and it's just and indicate and they sometimes have guests as well um and it's just two women in well elisa is addressed as in sort of vampiric uh outfits and because it's october it's set in during october she wants uh, nella to always dress as something spooky or if not spooky then she could she at least manage sexy in the old like oldie timey halloween tradition and every week nella comes dressed up as something else that falls into neither of these categories but she has loosely managed to make it like tied in um so yeah it's it's just it's it's gentle and entertaining excellent and okay. i recommend there you go okay thank you for listening that was october bye mm, no okay i'm gonna press stop now so if you want to say anything more on the podcast no i'm done i'm cool i'm like like totally over it okay bye. <laughs> you're over it <laughs> To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your Day of Fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash ohmygreyhounds. And now you can become a monthly subscriber and support Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun at our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Thanks for listening.